You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. Jerry Recco is out sick today, so Eddie Scazzari joins me. Oh, hi there, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. I wrote down a number of items I wanted to get your opinion on. Already? Uh, the, the sort of mysteries of life okay. type of uh, things that I wanted to get your opinion on, and uh, we'll go through them. Uh, number one, do you think dreams are anything? Like, where do you think our dreams come from? Um, they come from little fragments of things that probably we're not even aware of, little triggers throughout the day that will trigger some corner of your memory, and then that'll express itself in a dream. Um, Do you, you believe know. in any of these things where they go like, uh, if you dream your teeth falls out, it means blank? No, I do not. You don't buy into any of those no. things? Dream interpretation? Yeah, no, I don't. I think if you have some sort of a trauma and then you have a recurring nightmare, yes, I mean, that's, but there's a source for that. Correct. But like, if like you dream of butterflies, that means, you know, you're going to eat bologna on Thursday. No. Yeah. That I do not believe. Yeah. There's certain ones, like I brought up the one about the teeth where there's like, if your teeth fall out in your dream, it means something. And it's like a very specific thing that it Mm -hmm. means. But, like, how, how are they putting those two things together? Yeah, I, I, that I yeah that I don't buy. But I do believe that there are sources for well, things like a recurring nightmare. Yeah. From, you know, you had a trauma in your life. Or for sure. If you're predisposed to believe a certain thing, then you'll have a, a dream and then you will interpret it because of that. But I, I don't. I don't hold in. I don't think it holds any water. And how do you suppose, like, you'll have a dream sometimes where someone randomly from your past, Mm -hmm. it could not, it might not even be a significant person from your past, it all of a sudden shows up in a dream. Right. That's what I was talking about, those little triggers in your life that you don't even, are not consciously aware of, but your brain with its, you know, who knows what the storage capacity truly is, and how much of your life experiences are just buried and stored there that you don't even aren't even aware of. Yeah. Like someone that you haven't thought of since you last saw them when you were in seventh grade. But there was something that happened that day in your life that triggered something and then it expresses itself in the dream. That's what my interpretation. I have no scientific basis for this at all, but 
On a regular weekly basis, how often would you say you wake up and remember a dream you had at that moment? Because we know as the day goes on, we kind of forget them. I, I have like every morning, like when the alarm goes off and I wake up, there, I, I, I'm conscious of it. But honestly, by the time I go and shut the alarm off, which is on the other side of the room purposely, so I have to get up. Yeah. It's gone. Because I don't, I don't immediately, I'm not, never got into the habit of doing a dream diary. Because ultimately I was like, well, what is this? I toyed with it once. Yeah. I think I did it for about two days. And then I'm like, you know, forget this. You ever have nightmares or not so oh, much? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I will have fever, you know, when I'm not feeling well. If I have a fever dream, those are pretty bad. And some of the worst dreams are when I'm uh, suffering, if I, my sugar crashes during the night, those are bad. Because then I wake up and because of my hypoglycemia and the state my brain is in, I don't know what is real. And that in itself is scary. Yes. That is, and then I will have occasionally dreams about like, you know, the end of all things like really like the end of the universe. And, and what does that look like? In oh, it, it's just visually. It, it's like, you know, it's like everything is just flying apart and nothing means anything. And this is aside from those hypoglycemia things where I really have no idea what's going on, but it, and it's very disconcerting and I wake up and like nothing means anything because everything is just gone. Yeah. And then I had a dream as a kid I used to watch the Rockford Files. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Jim James, Rockford. Uh, yeah, James Garner, right? Was, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the um, actor. And and I at the time of my life, I guess I was still teetering on the, uh, did I accept, you know, that there, that there was a God and heaven and hell and all that. And in this dream, it was I had died or something. But I'm not really died because, you know, that whole if you die in a dream, you really die which I don't know if that's true. Um, but I was at the, you know, the, the point in the afterlife where you're, you either go up or you go down. This was in a dream? In a dream. And you could visually, like, you remember yes. this uh-huh. clearly? Okay. And then James Garner was the guy. He was the one who told you which way to go. Wow. And he just looked at me and pointed down. And I, I still, I'm still getting chills. All these years later, this is, I had to be eight, nine years old. And I never watched the Rockford Files again because I was terrified wow. of James Garner. James Garner sent you to hell. Yes, he did. Eternal damnation. Was he behind a podium of some no, sort? No, I could still see his face. Just... He was just in his Rockford Files outfit, <laughs> shirt, open collar, 70s shirt, open collar, you know, jacket on. And the look he gave me, it was chilling. Did he... Still. Vocally say something, no, or he just no, no, was just like nodded or and, pointed down. Uh huh. Yeah, and all these years it was so vivid for me, and li- like literally, my hair rose <laughs> on my arms, and that's weird and bizarre. Like, well, yeah, you know. but yeah, that that has stuck with me for now, close to fifty years. Right. Oh, I wish we could reach out to uh, James Rockford. I don't know if he's still with us. What was the not? actor's name again? I'm sorry, James Garner. James Garner about. The Rockford and Files. Is he, is he the father of Jennifer? Gar- I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure of that. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been great to tell him. Yeah, 
you sent Eddie to hell as an eight-year-old. Yeah, and you, you eternally damned me, and I never watched your show again. Right, if you, and I loved The Rock for Yeah, you lost the ratings. Now, what is your feeling now if you're skipping around and you see a Rockford Files episode? And now I'm okay. But, like, for, like, you know, I, I wouldn't, like, I don't know. It, it probably hasn't held up. Yeah. But the theme is awesome. You know, that was a, that's a good song or good I don't remember that rocker. One. You would know it is. It was an instrumental you... rocker? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, mild rocker, like 70s. Upbeat. Oh, for sure. I was. I would know it if I heard it. Singing it before, but I'm not yeah. doing a good job. <laughs> it was, uh, what was uh, it? It used to start with him, like, you know, like a voice machine, the old tape voice machines, and people, like, calling his agency and leaving a message. He was a private eye? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would help people. Yeah, whatever. You know, like a Magnum P.I. kind yeah. of thing. Now, a lot of times, people will see their dogs sleeping Mm -hmm. and sort of either making a motion with their leg Mm -hmm. or going, Mm -hmm. and they go, ooh, the dog is dreaming. Yes. Do you think the dog is dreaming like we're dreaming, or do you think that's just involuntary muscle spasms that the dog's doing? I, 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 again, I don't have any scientific proof of this, and I don't know what the science says about yeah. it i've never how would we know right yeah right exactly um but i as a dog owner i 100 percent believe that dogs dream really and whatever they're seeing like cause sometimes it's sort of like a happy thing you'll see their tail wag and their legs move as if they're running and other times it's like they're like almost like fearful and crying and then that's true w- when that happens i i if I'm there and aware of it, I'll, I'll say, hey, it's okay, you know, and I'll pet them and sort of wake them up a little bit so they get out of that bad dream. But I do 100% believe that they're dreaming. And I don't know if you've seen videos of, uh, of course, dog videos on the Internet. There's only 8 billion. <laughs> yes. Um, but there's one where a dog is dreaming so vividly, apparently, that he's running in his dream. All of a sudden he gets up and from the sleep and is running and runs right into a wall because <laughs> he's still asleep. I don't know if you've seen that. I've not seen that one. Yeah. yeah I'm sure you could Google a dog yeah. dreaming video. That is true about the, where you see a dog is having a sad dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're sort of crying. Yeah. Making that dog cry sound. And I'll just reach over and I'll like, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. Or if you've ever woken your dog up from a dream, it is dazed. Yeah. And confused like a human is. Yep. And and I will say that certain, like Cooper, of my three dogs now, he dreams the most. Like almost every time he's asleep. Like yeah. He's, something's going on. And Raymond is kind of less so. And then my oldest, Quail, hardly at all. She's just a very heavy sleeper. Yeah. And, yeah, now obviously they're, you know, whatever images are flashing in their brain, I don't, you know, if there's, like is in our dreams we hear things people are speaking and things are said but for a dog i don't know what level the detail is at but yeah 100 percent, i believe they dream hmm. i wonder if whimsy ever dreams she's at the dog track possibly that'd be wild if i could figure that out yeah like you know if you if if uh you know you let her see a rabbit and then like i don't even know if those mechanical rabbits look like rabbits yeah, Once or if they're they just chase, a fur ball that's moving. Yeah, past. right. A, a, a piece of, you know, a, a metal box with yeah. fur on it. Right. I have no idea. I think they look like a, in the shape of a rabbit. Yeah, or if you just 
took her and like you know you found out what they look like and you let her see one during the day maybe that would if it works the same as the way i think it might work for humans yeah i wonder like what her reaction would be if i took her to a racetrack mm. if she would mm, yeah. recognize yeah, it or I, I i don't know how long they hold on to things i i've heard somewhere between two and four years for a dog for memories wise yeah so for, they could forget bad memories you think well, if they had a traumatic yeah, uh, see, that, puppy to life. To me, I would be hesitant to bring her because it could. I'm sure it wasn't a pleasant existence when she was a race race dog. I, I don't know that. Yeah, it's weird. You hear two completely different things from people mm-hmm. that that um, are greyhound uh, adopters. You'll hear they were treated so great, and then you'll hear they were treated so poorly. Well, maybe it's a combination. Maybe yeah, both it's probably are somewhere true. in the middle. Or maybe some places are really wonderful and some places are not. Yeah. And maybe also depends on how the dog does. So if it's a probably a dog that's winning a lot, they would want to treat very well. Kind of like people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like people. Yeah. And then if not so well. Yeah. Yeah. Who uh, cares about yeah. you? <laughs> we can't use you to win cash. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How about this one? Do you believe that we've had past lives? That is an interesting one. I, 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 I hold out the possibility that that is true, not because I, I believe in in a god, but I do hold out the the a small hope that there is some essence to us that may survive death. Um, but, and if that's the case, maybe there is some sort of a recycling program, uh, for souls. So I I don't, I don't have a strong belief that that is the case, but I, I do hold out a very small percentage that that could be. And in that very small percentage, would you think that when you come back, you come back in a better situation, a worse situation, or totally random. Oh, like the karma, like with uh, the the um, I guess it's uh, would be um, the Hindu belief of reincarnation. Yeah, and, and if you did well, you come back in a higher station. But if you did bad, you come back in a poorer station, and perhaps even as low as some sort of an animal. Like if you're um, a criminal in this life, yeah. No, I, I that I don't, I don't hold with that. Personally, yeah. The the one weird thing about past lives when people do it's always like somebody famous. Like, no, you were most likely yeah. not a famous right. person. I would, like in that uh, the, the like that. Uh, oh gosh, the movie with uh, Meryl Streep. Uh, past there was a past lives p- pavilion. I forget the name of the movie, and people will the one with Albert Brooks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck was that one called? And Defending he, Your Life. Yes. And he was, was good just one. always some like Schlabini <laughs> and she was Joan of Arc. Like <laughs> literally. 
and all these great things she did in her past yeah. life. And his was he was like a schlub. Do you think um, when when people have deja vu, mm-hmm. is that a sign of a past life? No. See, I have looked into that because deja I, vu. Uh huh. Because I had I you know, and people have it all the time. It's like you know, like if I'm looking at that and and seeing you in this, like oh my god, this exact thing is playing back in my brain. It's a memory. And I've read that it's actually a slight delay in left and right eye processing. And so to your brain, because it's a split second off, yeah. it appears as if you've seen all this before. Well, you kind of have, but it just happened. It's just because there's a slight lag in the processing for whatever reason, little glitches in the processing of your left and right eye inputting to your brain and it's like a nanosecond delay but that's enough to make you have the feeling of deja vu and that for me is like because that would happen frequently to me and still does you know once every couple weeks or maybe even more and i just ignore it now because i understand what's going on when it's not just deja vu this is an exact copy of what I've, i've seen all this before and that's because of that processing delay but it's not like the general feeling of deja vu. Like, oh, this really looks familiar. Like that, you know, I think maybe other people have that and it just is something triggering in your brain, some memory. But that exact duplication of exact things, that is from that processing delay. What about this idea? I had a uh, communications teacher at Kane who said that he had visited the pyramids in Egypt and felt like he had been there before mm-hmm. and was quite comfortable going up and down the pyramids where a lot of people, visitors, were struggling. Mm-hmm. And he had felt like he had been at those pyramids before when, in fact, he, he hadn't. Well, I'm I'm sure he did feel that. And I don't know if he was a past life guy. or He was, was a bit out there, this guy, I remember. Sure, I, I, I could, you know, I, I think you can talk yourself into any number of things. Um, and if he kind of wanted to believe that, and sure, I think he could absolutely 100% pass a lie detector, believe that. I don't think it's true. Again, that small part of me that maybe souls are recycled, but, um, and, and also think about it, like back when the pyramids were built, there were probably 500,000 people on the planet, maybe less than that and now there's a billion so that kind of doesn't lead me that that that's a would lead me not to believe the whole soul recycling thing right because we yeah there's not enough people from the olden days think about the population of the earth in the 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 turn of the 19th into the 20th century you know at 1900 how many people were on the planet? I would guess it would be less than a billion. And now there's 8 billion and climbing. So again, that would go against that. Although it would increase your odds of being somebody famous. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right, if you're going way back. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was Caesar, you know. Yeah. That's a a good point about the... uh... The, the population mm-hmm. back then compared to now if we're recycling souls. Right. And I, you know, let me see. Let me see. 
Earth population. I'll do a quick Google. Oh, a quick Google search. Earth. I can't type as fast as Jerry or you. The other funny thing about like the pyramids, we always just, I know I always did until I started watching Ancient Aliens. I always used to think the pyramids were just in Egypt. They're all over the world, pyramids. Mm -hmm. So there were a billion people in 1900. Wow. I would have guessed less than that. Yeah, I would too. Right? All over the world? It seems like we were. We didn't have yeah, the technology. But, well, you know, but they, the world had shrunk a lot by that time. Yeah. Uh, but in 1760, so around the little before the founding of our country, there was less, there was about three quarters of a billion in 17, and now that we're approaching 8 billion. Why did it take so long to find this country? Well, like Italy is so old. Well, okay, think about where our species started was in Africa. And then like the Mediterranean, it's right there. You just go up and especially if there was and there were a to land, get to Italy, you mean? Yeah, yeah. A land route, you just go, you know, it, depending. And there were times when the Mediterranean Sea was a lot shallower and there was this and that. And, you know, f uh, water levels rose and fell. But that, I mean, it's just, you know, you just go up through the Middle East and, you know, Israel and, and uh, Syria and boom, you're in Greece and Italy and the whole thing. Or you could just, if you had boats back then, which they did, just go across the Mediterranean and settle that. So that are where we were, I mean, we're, that's where our species arose. And you go up into Europe and then out into Asia, down into the Indian subcontinent and all that. And then coming up through Asia, then people, there's all sorts of theories of the Bering Land Bridge. You know what that is? Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, when the last glaciation was um, in full force, the seas were so much lower that that area between if you visualize on a map between alaska and the soviet union right it's not mm -hmm. that much open sea that was a land bridge people could walk that way but there was so much ice there's been competing theories about did people come across that way did they at times then when the weather was a little warmer did they just follow the coast that was still there and come across into north america that way and the ages, uh, the times for that, when was North America first populated by uh, humans, there's a lot of debate on that. It's, you know, could be as long ago as 30,000 years to 15,000 years when they keep finding, you know, artifacts and they have to say, you know, were these man-made and, and does that mean there were people here? And then there's also some theories that people from Indonesia took boats and primitive ones across the Pacific, you know, to the Hawaiian Islands and then over to South America, you know, and that was a way for migration. But that was well after, this was, you know, tens of thousands of years after the species began because our species is about maybe 300,000 years old. And then by the time you spread into Europe and then, and then a lot of times these um, humans or early hominids, when they, they all spread out, right? And you have like Homo or Gaster, uh, uh, um, 
a homo erectus and all these other variations of, of the hominid line, when they would spread out, then the next better human or hominid came along. Then they would come and they would then overcome the others and the others would die out because they couldn't compete, usually because of larger brains. And then, and then Homo sapiens and Neanderthals actually coexisted and have commingled. Uh, they were some debate if they were a truly separate species, blah blah blah. But anyway, so you had all this competition, and and that's how it, why it took such a long time for people to get. Because if you think our species is three hundred thousand years, give or take, and then it wasn't until at the earliest maybe thirty thousand years ago that people came to North America. But some but people were here before white man Europeans discovered us. The Vikings first, from Iceland to Greenland to Newfoundland, up in northern Canada, and then later on, almost five hundred years later or more, Columbus and the whole thing. So, so we started in Africa. You think? Yes, that's what they say. Uh huh. So, does Africa have the oldest structures? Like human uh, structures that were built? I, I'm i going to guess yes, but I, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess yes. The yeah, first the... signs of, 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 you know, humans, human building tools, first of all. Yeah. Burying their dead, which is another cognitive leap, you know, because, oh, because then you're thinking that there's something more. It's not, you're not just animals. You know, you're, you care enough and you believe enough that there's, you know, something about us that's special that you bury the dead instead of eating them or whatever. Right. Tossing them in the woods. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. I have another follow-up, but we will do tomorrow if uh, oh. if uh, Jerry Recco is out ill. He's never sick, though. So Never sick. Never. That's what CeeLo says when he's sick. Mm-hmm. I'm never sick. And boom. Well. <laughs> No one ever admits likes to admit that they're sick. I, I do, but I used to always just work, except the one you time just show I was up. in the ER. <laughs> and you were sent home one time, also. I, I was. That was on them. Yeah, <laughs> right. As you would, as Peter would say, not my fault. Not my fault. Not my fault. All right, let's do the warm up program. I did that with Peter Schwartz this mm-hmm. morning. See ya. See ya.